Welcome to the A-Game Podcast with Nick LaMagna, digging into the minds and experiences of some of today's brightest entrepreneurs in real estate and business, along with Hollywood stars, UFC fighters, and your favorite rock bands. People that have figured out how to overcome obstacles, take chances, live boldly, and no matter what they do, they always bring their A-Game. I get a lot of questions from people on uh, wanting to pick my brain, wanting to ask me about what I do, how do I do it, all kinds of things across the spectrum. One of the things I try and answer back with is there's a few different ways that we can work together. People can either um, participate by being a buyer, being a seller, or being a partner, and that's really the best way to learn. So. If people have questions that have reached out to me, the best thing to do is jump on www.nicknicknick.com and you can schedule a consultation if you're looking to sell properties, buy part properties, partner on some deals, or just get a general consultation to see where we can even fit in and where we can do business together on any level. There's options for that to set some stuff up. So please visit www.nicknicknick.com to buy, to sell, or to partner on real estate deals or opportunities. That is the place to go. That is the best way to start making money and learning the process. All right. My guest today on the A-Game podcast is the founder of Jump Above Boundaries, Jason Byam. He is calling from uh, New York City today to share his journey, which is pretty incredible, he has battled through um, weight loss, all kinds of uh, mental health things that many people are going through right now. So I thought it was a perfect time to get him on and talk about him. He's going to be a big name. You guys are going to start to hear more and more of on his social media. Uh, I'll let him tell more of his story. I don't want to steal your thunder on it. I'll let you tell a little bit about your tale. But uh, give yourself an introduction, man. Thank you for being on today. Thank you so much for having me on. It's a complete honor. Big fan of the podcast. And, you know, I try to bring Thanks, my man. A game every day. So <laughs> figured it was only fitting that I came on. So a lot of people are looking at, at my name. You know, you've had some big, big people on your podcast. A lot of people are looking at my name and my picture like, who the hell is this Jason Bime character? Let me alleviate all your concerns. I will let you know that I am nobody. I'm nobody special. I'm an average Joe. The only thing that separates me from a lot of people is that I've essentially been overcoming a ton of adversity my entire life. So I've tackled drug addiction. I've tackled weight loss. I've tackled crippling anxiety, depression, and suicidal thoughts. So we'll just dig into those a little bit and I'll I'll tell you my, my whole story. So started off from a young age, you know, with an intense need and desire to, to feel loved and accepted and, and liked from a group of friends. So naturally that led me down a positive path and that was sports. You know, sports is a great outlet for kids you know, growing up to learn team building, confidence, you know, problem solving, all these skills that are, are essential for kids growing up. But I'm a little guy, I'm five by five, seven. So, you know, I'm not the strongest, the tallest, the fastest by any means. So I was typically riding the pine and I am as the A game podcast, I'm a type A. So I didn't really like riding the pine or the bench. So, you know, once my sports career, if we could even call it that was over, I needed to find another outlet to, you know, to, to learn from and to grow from and, and to, to manifest my life as, as a growing child. Unfortunately, I went from a positive to a negative and that led me into the drug world. And like I said, I'm a type A, go, go, go. I'm the type of guy who needed to do everything, do the most, buy it for everyone because this stems from my deep rooted need to be liked and accepted. So it took me down some deep, dark rabbit holes. You would think the, the bottom for me was when I went into Harlem, the projects in New York City to get to get some drugs. Next thing I know, it's a drug deal gone bad and I'm staring down the barrel of a nine millimeter. You would think 
that would be the defining point where I said, okay, enough is enough, but it really wasn't. That moment made me want it even more because it was like this shiny, unattainable object that I couldn't reach. So I went even deeper into the game. So the turning point for the drugs with me was my first girlfriend. You know, this goes again back to my deep rooted need to feel liked and desired and loved. She said, if you don't stop doing the drugs, I'm going to leave you. So I said, okay, no problem. I'll stop doing the drugs. But here's where my story takes an unfortunate turn. I have a highly addictive mentality. So I wasn't ready to make a change. So all I did was morph that drug habit into an even worse addiction for me. And that was food. And that addiction really knocked me on my ass. So I ballooned up to over 300 pounds. My friends used to call me five by five, five feet wide by five feet tall. That's how big I was. And food was my drug of choice. Even though I wasn't in jail, I was trapped in my body in a physical, mental, and emotional prison. I was a slave to drugs and to food. It wasn't until I saw my college graduation picture in May, 2011, when I said, holy cow, like you are morbidly obese. You know, the mind's a tricky thing. When I would look in the mirror, I'd say, oh, you're looking pretty good today. But I was just fooling myself. It wasn't until I saw that picture where I said, enough is enough, time to make a change. So all throughout that journey, you know, I suffered through crippling anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts, because I was so low and down on myself. So from that point forward in May, 2011, I really been on this transformational journey. I, um, you know, enlisted the help of doctors, psychiatrists, psychologists, nutritionists, weight loss coaches. I actually ended up having weight loss surgery. And a lot of people look at this surgery as a quick fix, you know, the, the cure-all, but it really is not. And I thought it was that same thing in the beginning as well. What made the change for me was when I completely changed my lifestyle. So I went on to lose over 130 pounds with the help of my doctors in about 10 months. And even with the help of the surgery, I lost the most amount of weight in the shortest amount of time for the, the practice that I was, I was working with, the nutritionist coach. So in that, in that moment, you know, I knew it was, it was time for me to make a change and I went on to better myself. And now I've changed my entire outlook on life. And as you mentioned in the beginning, all, all of these things are really what's led me to my passion project now, which is Jump Above Boundaries. I got my shirt on here, here's our logo. And jump above boundaries is essentially a play off my initials, Jason A. Bime, J-A-B, because we want to jump above any boundaries that are holding us back in life, be it mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, and you don't need to go it alone. You know, we're going to be that coach for you. I have a ton of clients right now who are doing some incredible, incredible things. And, you know, I have a day job as well. So this is my passion project that I work on outside of business hours and we're doing some great things and I'm just trying to spread the message now. So if anyone wants to come work with us, needs an accountability coach, jump above boundaries is here for you. Man, I think that's incredible. That's, I mean, being over 300 pounds and coming down or losing 130,000 is, it's tough, man. And, you know, and, uh, I have an addictive person too. And, uh, I, I still struggle every day with food is, I think one of the addictions that goes under the radar that a lot of people have, that really doesn't get addressed. You know, um, everybody talks about the obesity problem in this country, but I mean, as I'm getting older and my friends aren't going like all day and all night to bars and all these different things. And, you know, they're getting away from drugs and stuff because they have families. I'm watching that turn into like just crazy amounts of food and terrible dieting. And, you know, people are starting it now. 
Um, what were some of the things like what triggered obviously the weight loss, but what was your wake up moment where you, where you were like, okay, this is now um, a health thing because you know, to me, that really is what made me start to, to really pay attention to what the food was doing. So I could get up and work out all day, every day to, to work off the crap that I was eating. But then at some point now it becomes, well, yeah, maybe you look good on the outside, but what are you doing to your inside when you're poisoning your body every day with all this fast food and this crap and this junk? And this quarantine helped me get out that uh, out of out of eating a lot of that processed food and a lot of the garbage and eating more fruits and vegetables and all those kinds of things because I was literally forced to because everything else was turned down. But it's amazing how your body changes and all of a sudden, like, you know, my skin feels better, I sleep better, my energy's better, my focus is better, and you realize how bad like those things are really it's literally poison like it's you're putting toxins into your body and people don't look at it as well it's it's different than drugs not really and uh you know so how did you deal with that because food is everywhere you know you can't go everywhere and see people like you know smoking weed like in some places you can but i mean literally every place you go they're offering you some type of terrible food. You know, I have some friends that have done the same thing with the weight loss and they won't even walk into a lot of these places. Yeah, you want to go get breakfast? No, there's nothing for me there. And if I sit down at IHOP, I'm going to make bad decisions, you know? So it's obviously like a permanent struggle. So I'd love to hear a little bit about um, what was your wake-up call that made you actually make that change? Because it's like any other thing, you have to actually want it for you. You can't have somebody else force you to do it or it won't stick. And what are some things you've done to keep that? Because it's the maintenance of that is very hard, and I've fallen back into that. But I think I was reading a stat about the, the, uh, like the lap band surgery, how the success rate is, is nothing because the people didn't really want to make the change, and they go back to just eating through it. So I'd just love to hear your take on that. I don't really know a lot about it. Yeah, so the surgery aspect is, like I said, people really think it's a, it's a, it's a cure-all. They think it's a magic pill. A lot of people nowadays want the you know, 30-minute abs. I hate to break it to you, but it's, it doesn't work like that. And in the beginning, once I had the surgery, I fell into those habits. I thought all I needed to do was get the surgery and then I'd be fine. But it wasn't like that. It wasn't until, so about the first two months that I, after I had the surgery, I was pretty stagnant because I thought like that. I was continuing to eat the same way I was. And I just thought that this thing was going to magically cure me, but it wasn't. I had to put the work in. And that's the key right there is a lot of people don't want to put the work in. And I actually commend you for changing your habits in the quarantine because a lot of people are the other way. A lot of people are stressed, they're anxious, and they're using the food is the only thing that's getting them through it. I myself fell back on my old tendencies the first two weeks of the quarantine because I was like, oh my gosh, woe is me. You know, we're stuck inside. I can't do anything. I was sitting on my couch. I was stuffing my face. And one day I looked in the mirror. Thank gosh. Now, you know, 10 years later, I can recognize the signs. And I'm like, holy cow, you're doing, you're doing it again. Thank goodness. I was able to recognize that. And I, I had to make a change. So what did I do? I'm stuck in my little box in New York city. You know, all the gyms are closed. I went out and I got a piece of uh, a couple pieces of gym equipment and now I'm, I'm back on the path. So, you know, a lot of people think that, you have to make these life-changing transformations overnight, but it's really not that. All, all it is, is you have to make these small incremental changes. These small habits is what you need to focus on. So if I was beginning my weight loss journey and I said, oh my goodness, I need to lose over 130 pounds, I could have easily gotten discouraged and overwhelmed because that's, a, that's an insurmountable weight, amount of weight to lose. So what I had to do is, you ever hear the saying, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time right? So you got to break 
your goals down into bite-sized chunks. So I had my overall goal, which was lose 130 pounds. But there I had a quarterly goal, a monthly goal, right? A weekly goal, a daily goal, an hourly goal, and a minute goal. And all I had to do was focus on conquering that minute. And as I conquered that minute and made good decisions and habits in that minute, minutes would stack into hours, into days, into weeks, into months, into quarters. Next thing you know, 10 months later, I've accomplished my goal. So what I really want people to take away from this is you just need to start, right? I knew I just had to start somewhere. I knew I couldn't go into the gym at 300 pounds and get under a squat rack and squat 300 pounds or deadlift 300 pounds or bench 300 pounds. I had to, I had to start small and my starting small was just walking. I was so heavy that I needed to budget in an hour before wherever I needed to be so I could find a parking spot close enough because I knew if I had a far enough spot away, I was going to sweat. I, I knew I could, couldn't go up the stairs because I was going to sweat. So it was in those moments subconsciously that I knew something was wrong, but it really wasn't until I saw that college graduation picture and, and the proof is in the pictures because you could really lie to yourself when you're looking at that accountability mirror, like, I don't know if you ever uh, read the book Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. I did. I actually just finished it a, a week or two ago. Incredible book. He talks about the accountability mirror. So you can have this mirror and the only person holding you accountable is yourself. You need to look at that mirror and be true to yourself in that moment because you can very easily trick yourself and make excuses and lies for every single thing. So it wasn't until I saw that picture where I was like, wow, I can't change this. This is for real. You need to make a change. So from that moment forward, it was just about me being ready to make a change because, you know, God bless my parents. They did everything they, they could for me. They got me a gym equipment. They got me weight loss coaches. They got me treadmill. They got me gym passes. And I'd go to all these places and I'd weigh in and they'd always be like, why are you not losing any weight? And I'd be like, oh, I have no idea. But the reason being was I was just going through the motions to placate them. It wasn't until I myself was truly ready to make that change that I was able to make that life transformation for myself. So you have to be at a point where you're ready to make a change and just start with the small things. I love that. I, I think you absolutely nailed it with it's, it's, it's again, so cliche. I say so many cliches on the, but it's, it's stuff that works. It's true. And just, taking it. I was just talking to my buddy Billy about like how he said during quarantine, he's been doing push-ups and he's up to like 500 a day. He's like, you know, you, and I remember when I first started doing push-ups every day, I literally just kept a book and I was like, I'm going to do one. And then the next day I was going to do two. And the next day I was going to do three. And like, you go for three and you're like, oh, I could do 20, I could do 25. And then you start to get up there. But that progress is literally, it's, it's just about creating that habit of something to do every day. And it took, you know, it's, it takes time. And I think what about how you were going back on a binge, you were starting to go down and you recognize some of those red flags of, I recognize this behavior. Having that self-awareness is really important, not lying to yourself. That, that's definitely one thing. I think you definitely have to be honest and know, and it's, it's okay to, to slip up every now and then. You know, I, I was talking to my mom one day and I, I, you know, I got an Italian mom in New York, so she wants to feed me all the time. And, yep. you know, there's always great food. So, you know, I'll come home and she's got all this crap and of course, I'm going to eat it. Like, I can't not eat it if it's in front of me. So eat it all so it's gone. I'm like, I'm going to do this all today. And then the next day, there's twice as much. And I'm like, what the hell happened? She's like, well, you liked it so much. You ate it all, so I bought you more. I'm like, I ate it all so it would be gone. Now I have to do the same thing again. So 
she said something to me one time like, well, what's the point? You're going to get on this diet. You're going to try and eat all healthy. And then in a few weeks, you're going to be eating crap again anyway. And I'm like, well, yeah, but what does that mean? That means you don't try because you know you're going to have a couple of slip ups. There's, it's like anything in life. You, you can't say, you know what? I ate good for 30 days and then I cracked for two days and I ate pizza and McDonald's. I suck. You go, okay, this was, you know, I messed up for two days, but now I'm going to go back for another 30 days. And my, my point to this is, like you look at it sometimes or other people look at it as failure. And I didn't really think about it until I did a podcast with Nathan Bibb and he's doing that 75 hard challenge where you do two workouts a day, no alcohol, no sugar, no cheat meals. And he's like, man, I've been doing it for six months. He's like, and today's day one because I drank last night. He goes, so if I, if I messed up, I have to start the 75 days over. He's like, so I guess, yeah, technically I failed five times. He's like, but I failed five times losing 18 pounds, having less body fat than ever, getting more work done, getting up at three o'clock every day. He's like, so if you look at all the times I failed in the last month, you can look at what I accomplished failing in somebody else's mind. And that's exactly what you said. You failed on your diet and your weight loss probably countless times, but you failed into losing 130 pounds. And that's what's important. You can have those days that you fall off or you mess up, but as long as get right back on the horse. You go, okay, I got my ass kicked today. I beat myself up today. You know, I, I didn't hit my goal today. All right. That's not going to happen tomorrow. And that's, you know, and I always go back to jujitsu, but Matt Serra on his wall, it says, oh, black belt is just a white belt who never quit. And that's all it is, is, you know, you show up, you get your ass kicked and you show up back the next day and go, I'm going to get my ass kicked again today, but not like I did yesterday. You know, and that's where that success comes from is one day at a time. So I, I think what you did is awesome, man. Um, Another thing I definitely want to hear about is, did you make that on your own or was there other people that were telling you that they were worried about you? Because, you know, for me, um, I was talking to Mark O'Connell from Taking Back Sunday and I brought up how I felt bad because when his first Taking Back Sunday album came out with the old singer, I didn't like it. And I told him that and I was like, oh, that's kind of a dick move. He goes, no, that's what I need to hear. A good friend will tell you that. And I've had a few instances in my life that that really made a change that I was like, man, I'm, I'm fat, I'm out of shape. And everyone, no, 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 you look great, you look great, you look great. And my girlfriend said to me one morning, she just looks at me and she goes, yeah, you, you did get fat. I didn't think you could get fat, but you did. And I was like, oh my God, like, it's true. Like everybody else is trying to make me feel good. She was honest. And within like 30, 60 days after that, I lost a ton of weight because somebody told me the truth of like, yeah, you put on weight, you look like shit. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I, I needed that. So did you, did you have people that were kind of telling you it's okay and feeding that habit? Because again, sometimes the people who love you don't realize that you're hurting you. You know, my mom loves me. She's trying to feed me because she thinks it makes me happy. She doesn't realize that it's, it's feeding my drug addiction of food this amount of time. And then I feel terrible after, but she's not doing it, realizing that, it, that you know, it's, it's upsetting me. She's trying to make me happy. So how did you, how did you deal with that? Who did you have in your life to help you stay on track and support you and, and keep you on that path? So in the beginning, when I was younger, and I realized it's too late in life, I was always the guy who wore my emotions on my sleeve. I was always the hothead. I was always the loudest guy in the room. So at that point in my life, nobody could tell me anything because I hated authority and I thought I knew everything and I was God's gift to earth. So, you know, everyone in my family, they obviously knew it. You know, I wasn't just 20 pounds overweight. I was morbidly obese, but everyone in my family would tiptoe around walking on eggshells because they knew they couldn't say anything to me because then I would get super defensive and I would blow up at them. So, you know, they tried indirectly to get me to eat healthy and make healthier choices, but 
like I said, I was just going through the motions and I was just placating them, but I wasn't ready to make that change. So it wasn't until I saw that actual picture and the proof is in the actual picture that that's when I was ready to make that change. And you can't, you don't have to go through, you know, life-changing transformations by yourself. So I did enlist the help of doctors and nutritionists because I knew I had to lose a significant amount of weight and I couldn't do it by myself. And I wanted to make sure I was healthy. And, and, and the, the other thing that I like to tell people is you need to get super specific with your goals because if my goal was just, I needed to lose weight, technically, if I went to the bathroom and I peed, I would have probably lost three pounds. Congratulations. Technically you lost weight, right? But you know, it's the same thing. Like, oh, my goal is to make more money. What does that mean? How much money do you want to make? In what time frame do you want to make it? How are you going to get to your goals? So you got to get super specific with your goals. And it wasn't until I started writing things down and actually envisioning and visualizing myself as a skinnier person. That's when things started to change for me. And then in 10 months, next thing I knew, I was 130 pounds lighter, literally half of my own self. And now I've kept that weight off for, for 10 years and I've changed my entire mentality in the process. So little did I know that all of these things that I've went through along my transformational journey were actually scientifically proven things. And now that's what I'm doing with Jump Above Boundaries because I've overcome a lot in my life and I've learned to reshape the negative into a positive. And I'm a natural pessimistic person. And what you said about falling off the wagon is so true. A lot of people think once they fall off, they're off for good. But that's okay. You fall off, you get right back on. Just because you fell off, you know, and, and you know, on a Friday night, you have a couple beers and a burger, that's okay. What's not okay is what I was doing was drinking a barrel of beer and having six burgers and a full uh, pizza. You know, that's not okay. Everything in moderation is fine. But you need to have someone who's there holding you accountable, going with it, going with you along the journey every step of the way. And once you get specific with your goals, that's when you're actually going to tackle your goals. I love that, man. And you're, you're absolutely correct. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be life-changing things. And I think that's where people get overwhelmed and look at things that they can't accomplish. You know, even every morning to this day, I've been running for decades now. And still, when I get up, I start to run and I go, man, I don't want to do this. I want to stay in bed. And I'm like, how the hell am I going to run five miles? And I'm like, you know what? Let get a quarter mile out of the way. And then I do a quarter. I go, eh, let's do a half. Okay, let's do, hey, I did one. Maybe I'll do one and a half and then I'll quit. And then I get to one and a half. I'm like, okay, let's do two. And I feel like that's life, you know? And especially with the dining, I, I it's it sounds so stupid with all the, you have all these apps and to-do lists and computers and all these things. But one of the things that's helped me be the most accountable and actually hit goals that I wasn't hitting during this quarantine is a piece of paper. I literally print out a weekly rhythm register and part of it is my fitness goals and my diet goals. And my goals are, you know, eat more vegetables today. I wasn't eating any vegetables. So if I do that four or five times a week and a couple of days I forget or I have pizza, you don't beat yourself up about eating a burger or, a be or having a beer because you're like, look, I had five or six really good healthy days. So this isn't big a deal, you know? And like, I have two or three days that I'm like, no sugar today, no carbonation today, no caffeine today, just to make it. So when you're looking at the course of your week, it's like, you know, a couple of days here, a couple of days there. But then again, it starts to become the habit and you start to feel the effects of that being better. And you almost want that. And it's amazing how you start to like the first one or two or three days, you're craving Big Macs and sugar and booze and all these things. But after like four or five days, you you just don't like, it's really crazy how bad you want it and how fast 
that addiction goes away. And so just putting like, okay, I'll run two or three times a week. I'll cut out sugar two or three days. And then at the end of your week, you go, holy crap, look how much I did. It's just one or two little things every day it makes all the difference in the world. You know, you don't go, I've said this analogy a bunch, but you don't go, hey, you know what? I want to lose weight. So I'm just food. Like you'll, you'll die. But if you go, you know what? Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut out, you know, sugar or I'm going to switch to diet soda or I'll only drink soda on the weekends. Like that kind of stuff starts to help a little bit. You don't have to come in and lose 100 pounds in 30 days. And if you do, I have found that those things don't stick. Couldn't agree more. And it's, it's the same thing with, with lottery winners, right? Most of lottery winners go bankrupt within the first year because they don't know how to properly utilize that, new, that newfound freedom and money. So it's really all about being disciplined in your life and every aspect of your life. And like, like we keep saying, it's the small changes. You don't have to go from binge eating to, you know, a fully keto diet overnight. You know, instead of grabbing a bag of chips, maybe grab a, a piece of fruit and stack on that. And then maybe after that, you start replacing soda with water or seltzer. You know, it's just these tiny little changes. And for people who are afraid of, of the journey, it's really not about the destination. It's about the journey because it's in the journey where the most intense rapid regrowth occurs. That's where you're going to learn the most about yourself. And it's when you're doing the hard things, that's when you're going to push yourself. And at Jump Above Boundaries, we've created this model based on discipline. It's, it's our catchphrase, which you see here, the flag discipline equals freedom. And I've created discipline into an acronym that you know, tier one peak performers live by. And we'll just go down it really quickly. So the D is dominate, I is integrity, S is self-accountability, C is conquer and overcome, I is internal motivation, P is pride, L is leadership, I is improve always, and my two favorite, the N is never quit, and E is embrace the suck. Because it's in those moments when you're going through the hard times, that's when you're going to grow the most. So a lot of people now, if there's any type of adversity, you know, if there's any type of hardship, they throw in the towel and quit. You know, everyone gets a participation trophy nowadays and <laughs> we're living in this victim mentality society. We need to flip that on its head. Instead of being the victim of your own life, you got to be the victor of your own life. And instead of saying, hey, I'm going to cheat myself with a cheat meal. No, you're going to work hard. So you're going you're gonna to be really good for those couple days. And then you're going to treat yourself with a meal because you've worked hard and you've worked up to it. So we're being bombarded every day with negativity. And it's really just about flipping your mindset and using that negativity, not to hurt you, but to fuel you and to push you forward and to burn your passion. I love that, man. Yeah, it's funny. I was reading the, uh, there was a guy, he was a UFC fighter. I don't know what he's doing now, but uh, Mike Dolce, the Dolce diet. And he talks about that. He's like, not cheap meals, earned meals. And that's kind of what you look at. It's like, you know, I earned this. I work my butt off and um. Exactly like you said. So one of the one of the things that I thought was really uh, timely for this is we've been in this lockdown now for a while, and people can't work out. Um, some of them don't have access to, to good food. They don't have access to camaraderie and relationships or the positive people that might be keeping them there. So I do worry a lot about people's mental and physical health during this. You know, I'm getting up, I'm working out, I'm doing what I can, but you know, even with that, I'm still not able to get the activity that I was in and I find myself gaining weight, you know, and I'm really probably doing better than most people as far as being able to maximize my day. So, you know, for my friends in jujitsu, my friends, uh, even like the real estate stuff, like just having somebody to, to have something else to focus on, get out of your own head or have that release or that, that 
that outlet to get out some of that anxiety people don't have. And I wonder what that's doing to them on months and months and months, because that that's like you said a few times, it could be an own personal prison. So being that you've dealt with that, what is some advice or some things you can give to people who are listening to this that are kind of going stir crazy at home, battling their own demons and starting to lose that battle of, ah, it's just a slice of pizza here. It's just a slice of pizza there. It's just a drink here. Maybe I'll smoke a little weed. And then that turns into two or three months. And now you're literally back on there. And how do you get out? So for people that are struggling for a way to kind of keep themselves accountable or get that release or have that support system or that outlet, what are some things that they can do? Some maybe some places they can reach out to. How can they reach out to you? Maybe you can help with that type of stuff because obviously you've been through it. So you can relate to what they're going through. And that's exactly the reason I created Jump Above Boundaries. And it is my passion project right now because I have been through all, all of what you just described. I have gone through you know, a lot of difficult and trying things in my life. And now more so than ever, people just need somebody to talk to. And that's what we could be for you at Jump Above Boundaries. So we're a small, we're a nimble shop. I'm the head coach and I have a fitness advisor on board who is a NASM certified personal trainer. She's also going back to school for her uh, doctorate in physical therapy. So we have the mindset aspect covered and we have the fitness aspect covered for you. And what I found is the reason people go to gyms and are so successful in the gyms is because it's just that accountability factor. You just need someone to be there for you and to hold you accountable. So at Jump Above Boundaries, that's the, the mentality we're trying to, to provide to everyone. I can be that person for you. If you want me to call you at 5 a.m. and say, hey, get your ass in the gym, we could do that. If you need a fitness program, we could build that out for you. If you need you know, mind, mindset hacks, we could teach you those about how you could change your, your mindset from a negative to a positive. One thing that I did that really transformed my life was I did a, a negativity audit on every aspect of my life. So I stopped watching the news. I stopped reading the newspaper. I went and did an audit on my social media and I unfollowed about 1500 people because they were either negative, they weren't promoting my brand or I had no idea who they were. So I cut out about a third of the people I was following because, you know, subconsciously as we're all, you know, using this dumb phone to scroll social media incessantly, every time we're getting that negativity, it's affecting us and it's eating away at us in our subconscious mind. And it's going to, fester all throughout your body. So what you really want to do is, I keep, I keep you know, harping on this, it's the small things. Focus on you know, seeing the good in every single situation, like Jocko Willink, a retired Navy SEAL says, good. There's going to be some good that comes out of every single situation. And it's really when you switch your mindset from a, from a negative to a positive, that's when you're going to become better. You're going to be more fulfilled. You're going to be more successful. So at Jump Above Boundaries, we could teach you all these things. I'm a CPA by trade, so I could all, we could also teach you, you know, financial savings tips and hacks and, and all things like this. And, you know, what I've done is I've had to go actively seek out positivity. So throughout this quarantine, I have stopped watching TV. All I do now is listen to influential podcasts like this one, which is why I wanted to come on, you know, listen to webinars. A lot of people are putting out great content now. You just have to, you know, search for it a little harder because the negativity is really the clickbait and it's really what's chipping away at your soul. So the one thing I want to take away with your, with your listeners is that you need to start off your day with some type of win. So start off your day when that alarm clock goes off, and you hit it and you hit snooze for 15 minutes. 
you're subconsciously telling your body that you value 15 more minutes of shitty sleep <laughs> over getting up and conquering the day. So you already started your day off with a loss. Just start off with jumping out of bed once that alarm goes off, like your ass is on fire. You already started your day off with a win. And regardless of how the rest of your day goes, at least you knew you got one win to start your day. So start off your day that way with a, a psychological win. The rest of your day will be an easy day. If you guys are getting anything from the podcast and some of the great knowledge and tips that the guests are sharing, please take a minute and leave a review on iTunes or any of your platforms with some stars and some comments, helping spread the promotion and spread some visibility for the podcast, for the guests and for the knowledge so we can continue to do this. It only take a minute. I appreciate it. If you guys could take the time, it would go a very, very long way. Again, leave a review on iTunes, start to share, start to spread the word. I really would appreciate it if you're getting anything out of this. Thank you. Dude, I love that. I couldn't agree more. And it, it is really weird because I, you know, everybody has those days that you, you hit the snooze button and sometimes it doesn't go off again. And I had one this week that, you know, I've been trying to set my alarm for 450 every day, be out of bed by five the day. And the first like, you know, 20, 30 minutes, I'm trying to read my eyes are rolling back in my head. Um, obviously, I, the news is something I cut out a long time ago. That's just poison. When people start talking to me about it, I, I just walk away from them. I hang up the phone like I can't stand that stuff for my brain. I just don't have time for it. But it's amazing how within an hour or so, my energy and my focus for the day is good throughout the entire day. But the days that I go back to bed and I sleep until seven or eight o'clock, Although I feel like I did better because I got a couple of extra hours sleep, I'm off for the rest of the day. And I get this almost like I lost three hours of productivity and I have anxiety following me around throughout the day. So it's been really weird. And one thing I started doing only really this week, maybe last week, because of the David Goggins book, he talked about in that last chapter how he, he destroyed his body, thought he was never going to be able to work out again, and then accidentally found stretching. And yep. stretching started helping him. And that's something I've never done. You know, I get out of bed at five o'clock. If, when it's open, I go to jujitsu, I roll, then I work all day, then I go for a run or whatever. And um, so I was like, you know, let me see if that's going to help some of these ailments and things that are just not going away. But my thought process was it's going gonna, it's gonna to stress me out because when I wake up, I'm going to feel like I'm wasting my time for a half hour stretching. And when I roll out of bed now at 4.50, I literally just go onto a mat in another room and I stretch for 15 minutes and it actually slows everything down and it calms me and I feel a lot better and I feel like I can let my mind set a little bit and it's, it's actually made it easier. So, you know, if people are having trouble getting out of bed, it sounds counterproductive. It sounds like you would wake up more if you jump out of bed and go for a run or hit, or hit some weights, but that weird like 10, 15 minute stretch has really helped me kind of calm and think about my day and then go off and be able to do my stuff. But it gets that win. Like you just feel better after I go, wow, my ass is out of bed. It's 5.15. I already got a stretch in. Like if I don't do anything else today, I feel like I did something productive. So I think that that's an absolutely great thing, you know? So what are some things you can give people? Like, let's say top one or two, three, three top, top three they can do right now. If they're sitting at home for their fitness and three things that they can do right now for their mental health to adjust if they're home with this quarantine, just, you know, three things. Like if you, if I'm going to give you something to start doing right now, this week, some small little bite-sized things to start that progression. What are they for their weight loss or fitness? And then for their mindset and their mental health. All right. Great question. So three things on the weight loss side is just make one small change. Like I said, instead of picking up that bag of chips or, or that soda, replace it. Just, just one, one snack and one drink. 
just replace it with a water or a seltzer and, and a piece of fruit or, you know, some trail mix or, or something healthier. It, it, once you do that, those are going to stack on each other. And that's going to lead to you, you know, having healthier meals all throughout the day. And it's going to lead to a better lifestyle. Number two, a lot of people have this misconception that we need all these fancy gyms to, to work out. You could do so much with body weight. Stretching is an unbelievable thing. Um, you know, some people, guys don't like to call it, but it's essentially yoga and meditating. That's essentially what you're doing. Those 15 minutes are your minutes and it gets you set for your day. And number three would be, I would say on the weight loss side is if you need some help, you come over to jump above boundaries. We're doing zoom sessions for everyone. Our, our fitness advisor can build out a program for you. So, you know, you could really adapt with anything in your, in your house. Like I've done a workout with water bottles and I've been curling water bottles. That's it. Like it's, it's really not hard. It's just making these small little incremental adjustments. And on the mindset side, number one would be stop watching the news. Number two would be do that audit on your social media. If you're following negative people, unfollow them right away because it's eating at your subconscious mind and it's affecting the rest of your day. And number three is pick up the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. It's about what I've been talking about this entire time, about making those 1% small incremental changes to have a better life all throughout your life. But it's not about you know, taking the drastic life-changing transformations up front. It's about making the small changes right now that can set you up and will put you on a trajectory towards the moon. That's outstanding, man. And I think what you're doing is so important for so many reasons. I, I have um, a lot of friends, you know, I definitely have some friends that are in great shape. They're like pro fighters or whatever. And I also have friends that have let themselves go accidentally that are really in the professional sense. You know, they're great at their jobs, but they've kind of given into that life. And I can see when I talk to them that they're not happy. They have this own feeling that people are judging them because of the way they look where they're not like I'll hear them say things to me like man when I like walk into rooms I feel like people are looking at me like how look how big he is and I'm like dude I have never looked at you and thought that but I get that you think that so it's a thing for you you know so sometimes it's not even about the the physical stuff it's about just feeling better about yourself and even if you're not losing the hundred pounds Sometimes just making the change towards that starts to give you back that hope, starts to make you feel a little better, give you back a little bit about your swag and your pep and your step. That really helps go to all those different aspects in life because it's all, it's all the same. You know, you start eating better, you start feeling better, then you start thinking better. And, you know, I think all those things are really important right now. And especially because, like you said, you know, the, the A-type personalities, the guys that I surround myself with, they go big, they go hard on everything. So when they're, when they're firing going to go close a bunch of real estate deals. They're going to get in shape for a fighter. They're going to go get their black belt or whatever it is. They're doing it big and they're boom, laser focus. But when things are bad, that same energy is pushed into the negative. In the other way. So yep. now they're thinking about suicide, suicide, like all these really bad things. So, you know, the peaks and valleys, they, they're, they can help you or they can hurt you a lot. And you have to notice that, you know, I think it's like you said, having the awareness of like, I'm going down a bad path right now and I have to do something to stop. So I know you said you dealt with suicidal thoughts and, you know, unfortunately I've, I like, I'm sure like a lot of people have lost some really great people in my life to that, that were some of the most mentally strong people I've ever met. And, and I, I think a lot, like how could that have happened to that person? How could that person have made that choice? And that's the only thing I can really account for is like that person is so strong minded that they can talk themselves into or out of anything and nobody 
is going to change their mind on that. So for the people that are out there right now that might be going through that struggle mentally for, you know, maybe thinking things that they might want to hurt themselves or do something or make some drastic decisions right now because financing or, or life or something is just not going the way that they planned on with COVID. Um, what are some things people can do now if they are having suicidal thoughts or, you know, a lot of those mental struggles, where can they reach out? How can they get help? And even just like you said, the accountability stuff, I think, I think it's huge, you know, whether it's a weight loss accountability, jujitsu accountability, a positive accountability, you know, we used to do a thing when I was a broker in New York city that you would have to send um, three things a day to your accountability partner. One thing you're happy for, one thing you're pissed off about, and one thing you wanted to achieve. Or there was, it was something like that, like a good, a bad, and then like a something that you're gonna, or like a goal for the day, just so you can get something off your chest, you can have something you're looking forward to, and then something you're gonna go tackle so you feel like you had some sort of accomplishment. And I think those little things are just, just huge. So I would definitely love to hear for anybody listening or struggling with that, you know, they get help, how can they get, you know, I don't say talked off the ledge, but you know where I'm going with that. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a, that's a great question. So the main thing, and, and I've had a lot, unfortunately, of people close to me who, who have went down that road and, you know, made a permanent decision to a temporary problem. And that's what suicide is. It's not, you know, and, and you're not the only one who's affected by it. You, you know, everyone's family who, who's going through this is going to suffer from it. So what I would tell people who are having these thoughts is you do not need to go it alone. Most times when we have those thoughts, it's internal. You know, you would never speak them out, but your internal demons are very strong and they have a force and a voice too. So there's the National Suicide Hotline you could reach out to. You, you could reach out to me at any time of the day. Um, you can link, I'll we'll link my, uh, my Instagram handles to this and you just have someone who's going to hold you accountable. You know, if you are on the quote unquote ledge, reach out to someone. It's not embarrassing. I've been there. I've gone through it and I've gone through it alone. And then it was, wasn't finally until I had a cry for help that I finally went to someone and started speaking to someone. And once I started vocalizing it, I just instantly felt better. So I have this bracelet here, which is, you know, uh, mission 22 for 22 veterans committed su commit suicide every single day. And this is a prevalent problem in our society, not just with veterans, but with everyone, especially now in the environment that we're, we are in, you know, adversity is real. You know, people are going through issues and that's the exact reason why I created jump above boundaries. If I could help even one person and we've helped a ton of people so far, if I could help even one person change their life, I've accomplished my mission. So if anyone out there is struggling, you need someone to talk to. Like I said, I'm nobody. I'm just an average Joe. I was in your position and I've overcome it and I'm now better for it. So we could help you out with that at Jump Above Boundaries. All you have to do is reach out for help, but you're, you need to want to be helped and, and don't feel like you need to go it alone at any, you know, for anything in your life that you're struggling with. You know, first off, that, that's the second time you said that, that I wanted to address it the first time, but you keep saying you're nobody, you're just an average person. I, I completely disagree with that, man. You know, the, the one thing I've learned from this show is that everybody has amazing things that they've done, you know, and, and I think that's a huge thing is like average Joes are all amazing. Like there's nothing not exciting about being average. It doesn't make anybody a nobody. The stories you can get from people, like, you know, one of the, one of the things I learned, I went to Italy last year. And I remember we, we wound up being at 
uh, I went and I saw everybody's like graves and tombstones and stuff like Michelangelo and Raphael and mm-hmm. seeing these big churches. And then you're looking you're literally standing like they're like, yeah, the guy who helped build this church or designed this church or made this amazing painting. This is where he's buried. Like here's Leonardo. He's all these great people. And I was like, man, at the end of the day, there's just a person that's buried here. And they were just an average normal person who just did amazing shit. Everybody has that in them. Everybody, you know, and if you have the discipline to turn all that negativity out and to just focus every single day on those small victories to doing things, that discipline, exactly like it says, the discipline for keeping yourself positive, keeping yourself accountable, going after things, believing in yourself, all the cliche things everybody says, if you have the discipline to do that, you will have the freedom to accomplish absolutely amazing things in life. And every single person is capable of doing that. And Although you might feel like you're average, losing 130 pounds when everybody can attest to, I know I should be eating healthier, but I'm not. You did something amazing. You know, you have that in you. You bought your A game to that. You overcame addiction. You're inspiring people to do all these other great things. You're helping people mentally. You're helping people physically. I've gotten men from people telling me that I need to have you on the podcast because you've helped them or affected them or they heard you on a podcast talking about this amazing stuff. So I love that you're humble about that, but you are anything but a nobody. I think you're outstanding, man. And I think what you're doing is amazing. And that attitude is going to help other people do amazing shit. And that's what makes you even more amazing in my eyes. So I think what you're doing is awesome, man. So, you know, don't discount yourself on that. You're doing something really special and helping other people do that is, is absolutely huge right now at this time that we're in more people need that than ever thank you so much for those kind words it really really means a lot to me and it's just validation for for what i'm doing now and and i'm hoping that this will really resonate with your listeners that that i'm just a normal guy and i've just gone through some some extraordinary circumstances and i can help you you know going through whatever problems you have as well i love that man you know i just thought about my mission statement because i never really looked at one but my mission statement is I want to help ordinary people do extraordinary things. And that's what you're doing, you know, and that's the kind of people that I want to talk to. So I was really glad that, uh, that you reached out and we got this going. So um, as they call it the victory lap, new segment at the end that I'm trying to kind of build in there. I have two questions for you before we wrap up. One, what's the worst job you've ever had before coming, becoming a professional mental and physical coach? Worst job I ever had was I was a cook at a camp. It was a hundred degrees. I was in charge of the burgers and I was standing over a grill, you know, feeding burgers to all these screaming little kids. It was hot. It was disgusting. It was messy. It was terrible. Bugs were everywhere. It was nasty. That's by far the worst job I've ever had. Awesome. Now, if you now knowing the things you know in life came across a younger you, what advice would you give yourself right now? first thing I would do was slap myself across the face, my younger (laughs) me, because he was a son of a bitch. He thought he was, like I said earlier, God's gift to earth. He thought he knew everything. He couldn't be told a thing. And I would just tell him, knock it off. You don't know everything. Most importantly, subordinate your ego. Exactly what what you said before is like, be that humble person. You don't need to be the loudest person in the room and everything will be okay. That's great advice, man. You know, the, the old saying, your ego is not your amigo is, uh, right. is absolutely true, man. And, uh, you know, some of the people that inspire the most are the most humble people in the world. So, I, I, you know, I surround myself with amazing, humble people every day. 
and you're no different, man. So I love that. So people looking to, um, to reach out to jump above boundaries, they want to find you on social media. They want to reach out to you to take your training. Talk a little bit about how to find you and how they can work with you directly. Yeah. Instagram's the biggest place right now. Uh, you can follow us at jump above boundaries. We got a couple, uh, you know, just trying to post some positivity every single day, just and we'd love to work with you. We could put together a, a simple game plan exactly to fit your needs. And we could just build out a model exactly for you. That's a good thing about being a small shop is, you know, we're nimble. We can move around and we got you covered on the mindset side and the fit, fitness side. So come over to uh, Jump Above Boundaries on Instagram, hit us up and we'd love to work with you. Awesome. So if they're not really sure what they need or, or really what questions they ask yet, will, will they be able to do like an assessment with you to figure out like and strategize a little bit about what they can fit? Because I know everybody's schedule, everybody's body type, everybody's habits are, are all going to be different. It's not a one size fits all. So will you help really map that out for each individual client? Absolutely. So what I do is I give a free 30 minute consultation for anyone awesome. who, who is interested in coming aboard the program, because it's a little bit like an interview, right? I want to make sure they're right for my program and I want to make sure I'm the right coach for them. So whoever reaches out to, to, to me on Jump Above Boundaries, they'll get the, that free 30 minute consultation. We'll see if we're a good fit to work together and then we'll build out a plan from there. I love that, man. I think that that's absolutely outstanding. So obviously I'll put your contact info in the show notes so people can reach out to you there. They can check Instagram. Um, I really appreciate it, man. It was great talking to you. I'm really happy you reached out to me. I think that what you're doing is amazing and I think your story is absolutely incredible. And um, I'm glad you gave me a chance to share it with some people and I hope it spreads like wildfire and you do some amazing stuff, man. So um, any final thoughts, Mr. Jason Bime with Jump Above Boundaries. That's it, man. Thank you so much for having me on. It's, it's always humbling and honoring to, to be on podcasts and tell my story. So like I keep saying, if anyone out there is struggling with anything, any adversity they're, they're you know, encountering in their life, you don't need to go it alone. Make those small changes. If you have trouble making those small changes, you come over to Jump Above Boundaries. We'd love to help you out. I love it, man. You absolutely bring your A game. I was very happy to talk to you again. Thank you so much. And uh, I'll be sharing this soon enough. I'll shoot you over the notes. You have a fantastic day, sir. Thank you very much. You too. Thank you, buddy. Take it easy, man. Bye. Ever wanted to play the drums? Or do you want to get your kids some drum lessons to burn some of that energy while they are all locked up? Take advantage of a free drum lesson with one of the tri-state area's most respected drummers, Dan LaMagna. Dan LaMagna has played in such bands as Crown of Thorns, Suicide City, Biohazard, The Real Mackenzies, Sworn Enemy, The Walls of Jericho. He has played all over the world and he is also endorsed by such companies as DW, Vader, and Sabian. Dan has taught tons of people from all different age groups and all different music styles. He can teach adults, kids, advanced, beginner, any types of styles from metal, all different types of percussion, whatever style you want. Get a free drum lesson today from Dan. All you need to do is text the word drummer, D-R-U-M-M-E-R, to the number 833-482-0167. Again, text drummer to 833-482-0167 for your free drum lesson.